Colleagues, welcome back to the office. It's Steve and welcome to Mastering Adobe Adapt for Financial Professionals Part 2. Uh, in this class, we are looking at Adobe Acrobat, which is the gold standard when it comes to managing and working with PDFs, portable document uh, format, which essentially is digital paper. And this is an incredible tool for business for creating and distributing all different types of summary information. Anything that you need to send to a client, to a vendor, to anybody for that matter, nine times out of 10, you're going to send into that PDF. Why? It's a timeless document that can be consumed and read on any device. It's easy to use, lightweight, and frankly, um, it's the default option for so many different applications. And in this series, uh, we are looking at all the different things that we can do with this incredible tool, from creating them to editing them to creating forms, sending stuff out for e-signature, sending for comment and review, and more. In our first episode, we took a look at PDFs in general, what they are, how they function, what you can use them for. Uh, we talked about just how popular they are, your different options with respect to using them, both on Windows devices, Mac devices, mobile devices, and, and more. And today we are going to pick up that discussion, talking about the actual features and functions and specifically focusing on ways that we can create and edit uh, PDF documents using Adobe Acrobat. If you haven't checked out episode one of the podcast, you definitely should because it lays a great foundation work um, on some of the reasons why PDFs are so popular and some of the options around using PDFs. Uh, but this class, if you didn't uh, see the first one, you can pick right up and learn essentially how to create and edit them. What I would want you to know, though, is there are differences in the different applications that are out there. Uh, we're looking at Adobe Acrobat Standard in Pro, the paid versions of the Acrobat program. Um, and those are really the tools that you're going to need with respect to managing and creating these PDF documents. Uh, you could certainly do some of this in other tools, but um, we're going to focus specifically on the provided functionality from Adobe. So definitely um, stay tuned. We've got lots of uh, great information coming your way in that respect. And we're also going to talk a little bit with respect to how to create forms and e-signatures inside of uh, Acrobat. Um, one of my favorite reasons why I recommend the pro version and standard version of Acrobat versus its reader counterpart or other applications is the fact that it's got e-signature built right into it. So for our tax professionals that are looking to get uh, 8879s signed and filed, or for really kind of anybody who's doing contracts agreements, whether it be independent contractor agreements or uh, engagement letters with your clients, you, guess what? You can compose those files directly inside of Word, uh, push them to Acrobat, create the PDF, and then send them out for e-signature, um, going out for e-signature uh, e directly inside of that same application. No need to use a separate program. How cool is that? All righty, folks. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it and start our day and explore how we can first leverage Adobe Acrobat and its integration with Adobe, I'm sorry, with Microsoft Office. Now, before we go, I do want to remind you that if you are a financial professional, you can earn credits for watching or listening to today's podcast. It's super simple. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, after watching or listening, head on over to cpetoday.com and search for our course. Today, again, is Adobe Acrobat. It is ADFP2 is our code. You'll take a short five-question quiz and then earn a credit for today's uh, presentation. 
In fact, we are presenting new content all the time with the CPE Today podcast. Twice a week, we're bringing you the latest and greatest in technology, accounting, business knowledge, and more. The podcast offers reviews, analysis, and trainings on all sorts of topics from the latest and greatest mobile app, Excel tutorials, and more. You can watch live twice a week on YouTube and Facebook. You can attend live for live CPE credit. If you can't make our show, you can certainly listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you happen to find your content. And again, you can always get credits for watching or listening to our show. And in fact, if you'd like, you can get a free credit for today's class. Use one free podcast at checkout to make today's class or any other CPE course, uh, podcast course of your choosing 100% free. All right, now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into uh, Adobe Acrobat. All righty, so one of the cool things that comes with the paid version of Adobe Acrobat is its integration with Microsoft Office. Office being this absolute ubiquitous application that many of us use all day, every day, uh, for sending and receiving emails with Microsoft Outlook, composing letters with Microsoft Word, creating uh, elaborate and complex spreadsheets with Excel or presentations with PowerPoint. Business runs on Microsoft Office. And Adobe created a very cool plugin called PDF Maker that is directly integrated into the Office suite of applications. And it's designed to allow you to be able to create uh, in one click multiple different types of PDF documents. And I'll walk you through some of the, the features and configuration of that here in a moment. Uh, now, besides Office, it's also available in other applications too, uh, but most notably directly inside of Office. And I'll show you inside of Word, but just know that this is also available in Excel, PowerPoint, and others. You can create PDFs, you can create PDFs that are password protected, you can create PDFs that, of a particular um, Adobe uh, Acrobat uh, PDF standard. Uh, my personal favorite in the preference section, you can choose the smallest file size option, which will automatically compress your PDF document, which is super useful if you plan on digitally distributing it, which which, frankly, nine times out of 10, I am either by email or posting to the web. There's also workflow options with respect to creating and sharing these documents, uh, sending out for review and comment. And you could also do stuff in creating your own custom actions too. Uh, so if you want to go around and script your application um, to do specific workflow as it relates to creating and sending out these documents, you can do so. Most folks never get that far. Uh, but I'll tell you, that's really kind of the, uh, the, you know, where you really start to see some efficiency with respect to this tool is when you take the time to use it correctly and you, you, you know, kind of set up the automation, um, around the document creation, especially if you're doing this all the time. Now I got a couple of, uh, uh, pro tips I want to share with you as it specifically relates to office And the first, and we'll explore this. Uh, here in a second is the fact that you can use what are called styles inside of Word. And styles can be so super, super helpful with respect to creating your PDF documents. What the styling function does, and to be clear, this is not Adobe functionality as it is Word functionality, is that it gives you the ability to create hierarchy inside of your documents. If you've ever gotten a PDF document, for example, and in that PDF document, it's got, for example, like a table of contents and it's got, for example, like headings and it's got like titles and it's got heading one, heading two, heading three, uh, so on and so forth. Okay. 
And, you know, like, for example, in your PDF documents, you can have a table of contents and then click on things and it'll hyperlink you directly to where that exists inside of the document. Okay, well, guess what? That's using the styles functionality inside of Acrobat. And that will not only create a better Word document for you to be able to use and using the navigation pane to jump around your document, but that same styling feature will also get pulled through directly inside of your uh, PDF, creating hierarchy inside the document, in, in meaning it will create bookmarks inside the document that people can easily navigate. And it will also create... Um, if you choose to use it, a table of contents that can also be navigatable inside the document as well. Um, you can have one, you can have the other, but uh, it's really just a matter of creating uh, the, the appropriate headings and then using the built in styles feature inside of um, inside of uh, inside of Word. And it's super, super simple to be able to use. So I want to show you how to use that too. So we're going to take a look both at the PDF maker functionality as well as the styles functionality. And then we'll also end with, I want you to know and also have an appreciation for some of the non Adobe PDF functionality directly inside of these tools too. Uh, I don't want you to think that the only way you can generate a PDF out of Word, Excel, or PowerPoint is with the built or is with the uh, paid Adobe Acrobat functionality, you can actually do a lot of this directly inside the tool itself. Uh, Adobe's plugin just makes things frankly a little bit easier and a little bit more slick. But let's go ahead and switch over and take a look at how we might create and manage Word documents with Adobe's Acrobat's plugin. All right, so I am here just in a sample Word file and I'll point out if you purchase our course today on cpetoday.com, uh, you'll get copies of the sample files I'm going to work with. So if you'd like to check those out, again, uh, consider uh, uh, purchasing our course at cpetoday.com. But if you want to just create one, it's, it's not that hard to do. Now, first thing I want to show you is come on over here to the Acrobat uh, ribbon. Okay, now I have Adobe Acrobat installed on my testing uh, box here. So we've got the full version of Acrobat. And as a component of installing Acrobat, at the same time, it will install a plugin that you could choose to use for Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and so forth. And it'll create a special ribbon menu for you. You'll see over here it says Acrobat. And uh, from this Acrobat menu, these are the custom Acrobat features that are inside of um, Word. I'll also point out it does put additional icons in the home ribbon too. If you actually notice over here under the home ribbon, you'll see under the Adobe Acrobat workgroup, create and share PDF and request signatures. So it's actually going to be in a couple of different places when you enable this plugin for Word. Uh, and likewise, it'll work the same for Excel and PowerPoint as well. But let's come over here to the Acrobat ribbon. And from the Acrobat ribbon on the left-hand side, you'll see create PDF worker group. And in one click, I can, for example, create a PDF. It's going to ask me to save the file. And then it'll just go ahead and, in this case, generate that document for me. Um, and we'll automatically kick that file out for us. Let's see. It was giving us an error message. What is it saying? Okay. I think I need to restart uh, Acrobat here, which I'll do in a minute, but it'll just go ahead and create that document for us. 
Okay. Now under the preferences section, what we can also do here is that we can customize how this PDF generation will work. Uh, so we'll see, for example, that uh, under our conversion settings, uh, there are multiple different standards for creating our PDFs. You can do high quality print, which will minimize the amount of compression it does. Uh, my personal recommendation though, is that smallest file size. As I mentioned, that's great because when it generates that PDF for us, it will automatically, um, it will automatically compress that file to the smallest possible file size, which makes it great for emailing or posting online. And classic is just your standard Adobe file, nothing, nothing really to write home about. Uh, some of these other ones you might see listed here, like PDFA, PDFX, uh, CMYK, RGB. These are specific standards for creating uh, documents, which are going to be useful if you're doing things like, you know, big printing or uh, silk screening or uh, lithography or something like that. It's going to generate those files to specific color standards. Okay. Now other options in here, you can, for example, attach the source file. What that option will do is it will automatically include the uh, word file, the DOCX, the docs file in the actual PDF as an embedded file. Uh, and then my personal favorite options here, create bookmarks and add links. We'll talk about those here in a moment. Now you can also come on over here to the security section and right outside of word. If you wanted to, you can go ahead and encrypt this document as well as restrict specific settings. Uh, we're going to talk about that in, in the future uh, episode here uh, with respect to encryption and permission. But if you want to password protect the document, which will encrypt the document, preventing some of you from being able to open this document without providing a password, you could do so by selecting the option request or require a password to open document. Now, at the same time, you can also restrict permissions on the document itself. And you could restrict editing and printing of the document. This is separate from encryption. And if you choose the permissions section here, this does not encrypt it. So it's important to remember that. And you could restrict things like whether or not somebody can be able to print it, if they can print it, if they can print it at high resolution or low resolution, uh, whether or not somebody can be able to uh, create or insert changes, um, you know, for example, extracting pages, commenting, filling in forms, so on and so forth. You can do so here as well. Those are your main options that are here inside of uh, our Acrobat settings inside of Word. Uh, the rest of the options are fairly standard. And uh, frankly, in the years that I've been using the full version of Acrobat, I haven't used many of the other settings there. Those are the ones I think you should know. Now, the other options here inside of the uh, Acrobat work ribbon, these are really going to be around workflow. Uh, for example, in one click, we can create and share this document through the document cloud, the DC version of Acrobat, send it out to somebody else to be able to view and consume. Likewise, we could send it out for viewing and providing comments and review of this particular document. And one of the cool things with respect to the Adobe app document is that when people comment on the PDF version of this, you can actually pull those comments back into Word, uh, which is pretty nifty if you're trying to, you know, edit a book or edit a, you know, maybe a, a, a document, a financial statement in your company. And you want to be able to get feedback from the client and maybe other people of your firm, uh, but you don't necessarily want to send them the full word file. And you also have this option over here, create and run action. And with respect to this create and run action, these are going to be specific workflows uh, that you could use for your company. And you can create your own too, inside of the custom actions section of Acrobat. This is where you can, for example, make a document accessible, running specific 
uh, features inside of uh, Adobe Acrobat to make the document more accessible for people with disabilities. Uh, there's a workflow, for example, for pu publishing sensitive information where it can go through and redact and specifically look for things like social security numbers or credit card numbers, uh, optimize for mobile and web distribution, optimize for scanned documents and more. Uh, and these specific workflows are going to be set uh, inside of the customize section under your action wizard. And you can create additional actions and additional commands uh, as needed. So if you want to kind of come in here, and this is where I think it can be really cool, especially from a uh, workflow perspective, that you can use this as to really kind of create a lot of custom um, workflow and avoid kind of repetitive actions over and over again. Uh, when it comes to, for example, you know, distributing documents to the board of directors or sending a budget out for review uh, and more. Okay, well, that is a little bit about the Acrobat plugin. That Acrobat plugin is going to work the same in other Microsoft Office applications, including Excel. Uh, when you're inside of Excel, same thing. You'll have an Acrobat plugin here, and you can instantly create those uh, PDFs from Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook. Word and uh, really the entire office ecosystem. Now, a couple of things I want to show you inside of Word. The first thing I want to show you here is the styles section. Okay, now styles are a built in feature of Word. And so from the home ribbon, smack dab in the middle of the application, you'll see the styles work group. And this is going to be where you can specify specific look and feel of your document. Now, if you're not using styles, you really should. And even apart from PDFs, it's a great feature inside of the application because in one click, it can apply visual appearance and consistent visual appearance inside of your documents without you really kind of having to set uh, that manually. Okay, so I've gone ahead and reset a little uh, our headings here. And traditionally, when people, especially accountants, they tend to do things very manually when they don't need to be. Now, if I wanted to make this heading stand out, if I were to do it manually, I'd select the text. And from that home ribbon in the font work group, this is going to be where we would kind of fumble through the menus, uh, menus, setting the color, making it a little bit bigger, maybe bolding it. But, you know, just to change the color, make it bigger and bold it. Well, that's three separate actions. Okay. Styles apply all of those actions in one click. In a nutshell, you select the text that you'd like to style, and then you click the style that you would like. So if it's heading one, it will instantly turn that to heading one. And if it is heading two, it will instantly put that to heading two. Okay. But what this also does in the dependent of just making your style a snap is it will also create navigation inside your document. In Word, you've got this thing called the navigation pane, which is going to be available from the view menu, okay? And under the show work group, you'll see a little checkbox there for navigation pane, and it'll pop this little guy, this little panel on the left-hand side. What's kind of cool is you can navigate you through your whole document right here. Now, what this will also do is that when we generate this PDF is that it will also uh, output a file that will also have that navigation included. So here's an example of that file listed here and inside of Acrobat on the left-hand side of the application, you'll see a little, what looks to be a bookmark. If you put that down, okay, you'll actually see all of those same navigation um, links that we saw inside of Word inside of the application as well listed here. 
And so it will automatically figure out like hierarchy. So if you got heading one, heading two, heading three, it knows that heading three should be indented more than heading two, which should be indented more than heading one. And it'll create this great hierarchy inside your document. Now further, if you create a table of contents inside your document. So if we come to the top of our Word file here and we come over here to the references work ribbon menu, and on the left-hand side, you'll see under the work group table of contents, and we add a table of contents to this, it will automatically create that table of contents for you as well. And when you're inside of Word, once you've outputted this and saved this as a PDF, the actual table of contents will be indexed in bookmark too. And you can just click around and it makes navigating these documents so much simpler and so much easier uh, because it makes it easy to search reference and you just click and you will instantly find the thing that you're looking for. Uh, and you'll notice here because it's coming from Word, all the text is highlightable. So if we're doing a control F and we're finding things or we're navigating through the bookmarks section or we're using the table of contents, we want to make this document as easily searchable and indexable as we possibly can. Okay. And so that's where the styles function comes in. And again, it's not a feature of Acrobat as it is a feature of Word. And frankly, folks, if you're not using this already, please consider it. It'll make your documents consistent. It will make your workflow a lot simpler. And when you output this to PDF, eventually everything will be indexed with one click to immediately access. Now, the last thing I want to show you inside of Word, and it's again, also present in other applications inside of Office as well, from the home ribbon, okay, let's say you don't have your Adobe Acrobat uh, installed, maybe you don't want to pay for the licensing. If you come down here to save as, you can actually save this document as other file formats too, including PDF. And all the stuff that I've talked about here with the indexing and the bookmarks and the hyperlinks, guess what? It's also present inside of here. It's just a couple more clicks to be able to get to. But to create this document using the native Word Excel functionality, guess what? We can just go ahead and save it inside of Word and save it as a PDF, not as a Word file. In fact, you have lots of other styles that you can choose here. But in practice, I'm going to say 99 times out of 100, you're going to just save it as a Word document. So it's editable and easily maintained in the future. But the only other document I would encourage you to maybe consider is just to use that PDF. And when you go to save this as a PDF inside of Word, it will uh, generate that PDF for you automatically. Okay, so pretty cool in terms of being able to uh, manage. Let's go ahead and have a review question on what we just discussed. Okay, what other products does Adobe Acrobat integrate with? Okay, well, the correct answer here is gonna be all of the above. And while each individual answer is correct, it does integrate with Office, it does integrate with AutoCAD, it does integrate with Lotus Notes. The most correct answer is all of the above because it incorporates all of the applications listed in this review question. Now, let's go ahead in our next section, talk about the actual core Adobe Acrobat application, and let's talk about how we can create and edit PDFs utilizing that core Adobe application. Now, I tend to use Word or um, Excel or PowerPoint, for that matter, to originally author the documents that I'm choosing to create. 
meaning, for example, if I'm going to go ahead and create an agreement, a contract, um, you know, a brochure, I'm typically not generating that information directly inside of Acrobat. It's not that Acrobat can't do that. It's about choosing the right tool for the job. And what I mean by that is that Acrobat is a wonderful output application, but it's not really an authorship tool in the sense that you're not really going to use it to generate uh, and write, you know, the next great novel inside of this or to generate your financial statement. It's a tool that you're going to use to ultimately output that document uh, into a format that can easily be shared and disseminated with other people in your life. Okay. So typically we are generating PDFs out of this tool and then managing those documents and editing those documents in this tool. If you have any significant amount of editing to do though, like completely rewriting a section of a document or adding new pages, uh, nine times out of 10, it's always best to go back to the original, uh, application that you generated that, uh, file from. So going back to the original word file, the original Photoshop document, the original financial statement in Excel and making those edits there, and then outputting into PDF again. Now, if you choose to create a PDF inside of the application, good news is it's really simple. There's plenty of use cases. Um, that you would generate a PDF inside of Acrobat, not using, you know, Word, but actually doing the work inside of Acrobat that you can choose to do. And generating a PDF inside of Acrobat, it's actually super, super, super simple. Uh, I've outlined a couple of options right here. You can use the native built-in PDF functionality, which I'll show you here in a minute. You can actually just pick up and drag and drop a file into Acrobat, and it will generate that PDF for you automatically. So you can actually drag a word file directly into Acrobat. And it just seems to know what to do with it. Uh, if you drag, like, for example, a word, a PowerPoint or an Excel document into Acrobat, the actual application, it just knows, Hey, Steve wants me to generate that file and it will go ahead and do so, uh, accordingly. Okay. You could also use the standard windows built in functionality. So if you wanted to, uh, go ahead and, um, and generate the uh, uh, generate that file from the Windows Explorer menu. You could right click on a file, and there'll be an option to output it as a PDF. And uh, there's also, you know, for example, again that Office plugin and other plugins that you can choose to use. Now, when you go to create a PDF inside of Acrobat, you've got a couple of options that you can consider as well. Okay. Uh, you can create a PDF from a single file. You can drag and drop multiple files inside of Acrobat. That's great when you need to combine multiple things together. Uh, you can do so quite easily. So this is great. For example, if you've outputted a PDF of the income statement, outputted a PDF of the balance sheet of the cash flow, and you want to combine once into one single document, you can do so quite easily generating a single PDF that can either be a PDF of PDFs, what we call a portfolio, or just one long continuous document that's just one page after the other. Okay, you can actually scan directly into Acrobat. So if you happen to have a, a scanner, uh, Fujitsu or Canon are my two favorites, but uh, really any scanner will work that supports Twain, which is the driver technology. You can scan directly into Acrobat. You can copy and paste something into Acrobat as well. And although I've never really had the need for it, you can just start with a blank page and start creating um, a blank document. Although I will tell you that will be very frustrating. Uh, and I would generally tell you again, to use a different authorship tool like Word or Excel to start your document from scratch. 
Now you also get what's called the Adobe Distiller. Uh, the Adobe Distiller is the is actually a print driver. It looks and feels exactly like a you know HP printer or Canon printer on your computer, uh, and you could just print directly to the Adobe Distiller, and it'll generate that PDF for you. Uh, and just like with the uh, Microsoft Word. Um, Adobe Acrobat plugin, the distiller will also give you similar options to choose different files, settings, security settings, and more. Um, and this is a great option because uh, if you can print out of an application, you can generate a PDF. You just select this as your printer uh, when you're working with the actual tool itself. Let's go ahead and take a quick look at a couple of different options with respect to generating these PDFs. Okay, so first thing I'm gonna point out to you when you're inside of Word, sorry, not inside of Word, inside of Windows, uh, you can pretty much right click on any document here. And in Windows uh, 10, it should just present on the standard Windows context menu over here under Windows 11 though, you got your secondary menu. So we gotta click the more options here. I'll point out, you can convert to PDF, you can convert and share, you can also combine. So you can access the creation settings directly inside of Windows without ever having to open up uh, Adobe Acrobat. Okay, and if I selected two files, for example, and selected that uh, combine inside of Acrobat, it's gonna drop both those files into Acrobat, combining them into a single document. So that's option one. Another option, you can take a file. So let's take this Excel file as an example. And I'm gonna go ahead and drag it into Acrobat. Notice it says copy here and I'll release. And this will then kick off. Okay, fortunately Acrobat's giving me an error here. Let's try this again. I don't know why it's doing that. Let's just try an image here as an example. Okay. Let's go ahead and just drag this into out or sorry, into Acrobat, and it will just generate that file on uh, demand generating that PDF for, for me to use. That's uh, weird. Something's up. Uh, sorry for that air message. What it's telling me is just Word or Excel's not picking up the fact that this is licensed, although it absolutely is. Uh, and in the interest of time, I'm not going to try to resolve it. But trust me, if you got the proper licensed version of this, when you drag a Word file in or an Excel file, it'll generate it for you automatically. Now, if you have the file, if you have the application open, if you come on over here to the tools menu, this is also going to be where you can access all of your creation and editing settings as well. If we click this create PDF, this is going to be where we can create a single file. We can create it from multiple files. Okay. A scanner uh, where we can actually point it to a specific scanner as well, as well as Adobe scan, which we talked about in our first episode, which is Adobe's mobile app that allows you to scan on the go. You can also point it to a website and it'll pull down the whole website. You could also have something in your clipboard, which is kind of a nifty trick, actually. Let's say you go to a, uh, a Word file or you go to a uh, website, you can just copy. And if you select create from clipboard, it'll actually take whatever you got in your clipboard and generate that document for you on demand. And certainly you can also create one uh, from scratch too and just edit, uh, just create a blank page and, and be able to edit it from there. So lots of options as it relates to creating these documents. Now, as I mentioned, you can also combine documents too. Okay, when you combine documents, you're taking documents of various sizes and you're generating a bigger document. So if you took again, that cash flow statement, that income statement, 
uh, you can combine them into one document that combines both an income statement and balance sheet and cash flow or whatever else you choose to use into one single document. I've always found that to be better than sending a whole bunch of documents to people. Uh, I prefer to send just one and have that one document have everything. Uh, the nice bit about it is that uh, I know you either get it or you don't. So it's not a question of, oh, I got half the attachments and not the other half. If I send it as one PDF, everything is in one place. Now, you can also do this thing called a PDF portfolio. Uh, and in the interest of time, I won't be able to demonstrate this for you, but uh, it is what we call a PDF of PDFs. And when you combine documents, you can either have it continuously flow through one document, meaning page one goes to page two, so on and so forth. And if you were combining, you know, 20 pages um, of one document and 20 pages of another document, you end up with one PDF that is 40 pages. Alternatively, you can do this thing called a portfolio where it will uh, generate a PDF that is actually two PDFs inside of it. And so you would still maintain the integrity of each document with you clicking into that portfolio. And in that portfolio, you would see two PDFs that you would then click into each being 20 pages long, but they're not necessarily combined. Uh, it's kind of like a zip file in the sense that a zip file is a container that contains other files. A portfolio PDF is a PDF that contains other PDFs, but just like a zip file, every file is distinct and separate in a portfolio PDF. Each PDF is distinct and separate, but it's in one container that you can then transfer. The only downside with portfolios, uh, they're not as widely supported as the combined PDF. And, uh, that's just something to kind of just be on the lookout for. So I found issues, for example, with mobile clients and older versions of Acrobat, just frankly, not knowing how to use them. So we can also edit our PDFs. As I mentioned, any significant type of editing, you're always going to be better off going back to the source application to do that editing. So if you had to rewrite the great American novel, you know, chapter eight, go back to word and make those changes and updates of chapter eight there, rather than trying to modify them inside of Acrobat. It's not that Acrobat can't do that. Um, what I will tell you is, is that it's just not really well equipped for that. And um, it's more of a type setting program than a word processing application. So things like spell check, they're there, but they're just not as powerful um, and so frankly, it's usually almost always better to go back and edit it. Now, if we needed to make some small modifications and changes, we can go ahead and do so quite easily inside of Acrobat, but really kind of anything of significance, we're going to want to go back to that core original application to make those changes. Now we can do things like formatting. We can add stuff. We can delete stuff. We can highlight text. We can rotate text. We can move it. Uh, we could renumber things. We can add headers, footers, background images, watermarks. Uh, and more directly inside of the edit functionality. Let's go take a brief look at how we would edit this. Okay, so we've got a document open here, and let's just say I want to edit this document and remove the exclamation mark. Well, we'd come on over here to our tools menu, and we would go ahead and select edit PDF, or optionally on the right-hand side in our quick links, we can edit PDF as well. Now, what this is going to do, if it hasn't already, is it will recognize the text, meaning it's going to run OCR, optical character recognition. And it's going to highlight stuff. If you see here, there's like a little bounding box, this little checkered line that's going to show you the different things that you can edit. And it'd just be a matter of coming over here. And in this case, um, 
selecting that exclamation mark and deleting it. If I hit close, it's gone. Okay. But uh, I'm going to point out when you do some of these edits, again, it can be really kind of frustrating, you know, because it's not a word processor. So things like, for example, putting text to the next page, that could be really difficult if you have stuff, for example, extending down, it's not going to be able to do that as well as word can. Now, other stuff that you can do inside of here that's useful for you to know, uh, you can, for example, crop your pages so you can uh, minimize, you know, how big they are. So if you want to crop to a specific section, you can do so. Okay, you can do watermarks. So if I wanted to, for example, mark this as draft. Okay, and we'll put this at a 45 degree angle and we will make this nice and big. Okay, so, and then, yeah, and then we'll reduce the opacity a little bit here. We'll click okay. If we wanted to, we can go ahead and add a watermark. Okay, that's how we can do so. And other stuff, again, your headers and footers are here, images are here. All the normal editing things that you would expect to see would also be present as well. So I tend to do just minor edits here with respect to the actual application itself. Um, it's not that it can't do that kind of heavy lifting. It's about choosing the best tool for the job. And sometimes that can just be really, really, really difficult uh, to do so, uh, just due to some of the limitations of how Acrobat works. Now, you've also got the organized pages section of Acrobat. This will allow you to do things like rotating pages, extracting pages. You can split this into multiple documents. You can move and reorder, add and delete, renumber quite easily. This is great if you need to adjust the actual organization of the page itself. And you can also, and this is a relatively new feature of Acrobat, you can also um, export PDFs too. So PDFs can be exported from their PDF assembled version back into a source document, Word, uh, RTF, which is Rick's rich text format, spreadsheets, PowerPoint, and more. And you can export individual PDFs from their PDF format back into their raw data format. Uh, now, I'm going to be 100% transparent with you in the sense that your mileage will absolutely vary. Some things will work out really well. Some things will not work out really well uh, because just some things, frankly, just don't go back into their raw data format really, really well. And this is especially true over things like the general ledger. Um, if you, for example, had a general ledger, you had an income statement, something that's built inside of Excel. Uh, I've always found that uh, the more complex the document gets, the more difficult it will be if you're trying to export that PDF from PDF format back into Excel format, uh, specifically Excel. PowerPoint also can be a little tricky. Now, if it's a relatively simple document, if it's a relatively flat document, uh, it'll you'll it'll look better, but you know, you're going to have to just try a couple of different things. And if it ends up working for you, fantastic. If it doesn't end up working for you, just realize that, uh, frankly, it, it probably won't. Uh, it's just one of those things that it either works for you or it doesn't work for you. There's not really a lot of flexibility uh, with respect to customizing how the output from PDF back to that source format should look and function. It either, it either works or it doesn't. Now, um, Let's go ahead and take a look at that functionality so you can kind of get a sense of how that might work. 
Okay, so we're back here inside of uh, Adobe Acrobat, and this is gonna be over here on the create and edit section under our export options. And this is gonna be where we can go ahead and export this PDF. Now I have a ledger here, general ledger here for Craig's landscaping and design that the client sent me. Let's say I wanna go ahead and get this back into Excel format. We'll come on over here to the tools menu. We'll go ahead and select export PDF. This is gonna be where we could choose different format options, including Word, PowerPoint, and others. We're gonna go ahead and choose spreadsheet. We're gonna choose Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. You get a couple of options here. Unfortunately, really not that much. If we click the export. Okay, it's going to initialize its export engine. It's going to attempt to recognize the cells here and it will attempt to then output that document. Let me just go ahead and close the output here. Let's try that one more time. I already had it open, that's the, that's the issue. And we'll tell it to output here and we'll say general ledger one. Okay, this should be relatively okay because it's not really that complex and there's not really that many nested columns. And so, you know, this is one way that you can take something that uh, might save you a little bit of data entry, but the more complex the document gets, um, you know, you can see, even see here things like, you know, for example, it, it usually creates a tremendous number of columns and rows. You'll see some of the sorting on this doesn't really look great. What I usually end up doing is I'll select all this text and then ultimately just clear the format from this and try to reset everything back to uh, standard. And then I'll just kind of go ahead and, and reformat this to make it look. But uh, as you can see here, your mileage will vary. The simpler the document, the higher the likelihood of the success it will be to actually making it looking good. And the export to Word is functionally identical. It'll just go ahead and kick this out to Word or PowerPoint uh, and creating that source file for you as well. Let's go ahead and have a review question. Which of the following methods to create a PDF uh, with Adobe Acrobat DC? So which of the following are methods that you can use to ultimately generate a PDF? All right. Well, the most correct answer here is all of the above and each individual answer while correct, uh, they all work. So the most correct answer is going to be all the above. You can drag and drop a file into the application, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, image, and more. As long as it's a file that the computer can recognize, you can create a PDF by just dragging it into that application. Likewise, you can use that Adobe Distiller printer, which will automatically get installed when you install the Adobe Acrobat application, giving you the ability to generate PDFs by just printing a document. And you can also use that Microsoft Office plugin and generate PDFs right out of Microsoft Office straight into Adobe Acrobat. All right, so for our third and final section, I want to provide some introduction into forms and signatures. We'll talk about this a little bit and we'll probably also expand upon this in future episodes as well, because it's such a useful and helpful uh, feature and function of Acrobat. Uh, as I mentioned, I use Acrobat regularly for generating uh, all sorts of documents that require either people to fill out, provide information back to me, or especially in today's environment, e-signature. Okay. Now, uh, what's nice about this is it gives me the ability to create repeatable documents that I can use over and over again, or documents that can easily be disseminated 
for other people to provide information back to me. Um, and by doing so, I'm standardizing the input, I'm making it simpler for me, I'm making it easier for the person who is providing this information by clearly giving them the document and the form that, and the order that I want to receive this information back. Now, there's a couple of different things that you can do inside of uh, Acrobat. Now, the simplest of these features is the tool called Fill and Sign. And this is the simplest of the uh, form features inside of Acrobat. What's cool about the fill and sign is that it's really not a tool for creating forms for other people as it is a tool for you to be able to complete forms that you need to be able to fill out and maintain. Uh, what's nice about this is that if somebody sends you something and um, they want you to, for example, you know, provide some information back to them uh, and they obviously intended for this document to be printed and um, you know, for you to physically, you know, kind of fill it out with a pen and paper and send it back to them with the film and for fill and sign feature inside of uh, Acrobat. What you can do is that you can take that emailed form, that form you downloaded from the internet, complete it yourself um, electronically, and then send it back to them electronically. So in today's environment, anytime somebody sends me something that they want me to fill out or, you know, complete and sent back to them. I never print it anymore. I always just use the fill and sign functionality so that I can easily and quickly complete that form without having to go through and print it and scan it and send it back to them. So it's useful for stuff sent to you that needs your completion, your review and your signature. Okay. You can create a signature. You can have two different types of signature in a DC account. Uh, so it could be, you know, your full signature and then maybe an initial Okay. And you can apply it to whatever document that you would like. And uh, you can also complete whatever document you like and whatever information being collected uh, directly inside the application. And then you save it and you email it back to the person, you upload it through their portal or however they want to get back. So I got an example of a document here and let's go take a look. Okay. So let's say, for example, my, uh, my godson or my goddaughter, uh, reach out to me and they say, Steve, would you be willing to sponsor our ASO team? The answer of course is I'd love to. And, you know, um, maybe the, you know, sponsor coordinator, the, the coach, somebody sends me this form and they say, Steve, can you complete this and send it back to me? Okay. Now the most obvious choice that a lot of people do is they would just hit control P and print this form. Okay. But not you, not me. We are going to complete this electronically instead of printing this and taking pen or pencil to paper and completing it by hand. We will use the fill and sign functionality inside of Acrobat from the tools menu. We will go ahead and select fill and sign, or we can get it over here under our quick links section, fill and sign. And with this, we can actually start to go and fill out this form. Now, the features of this are quite simple. We have a field option for inserting text. We have a field option for selecting an X. So if it's something that requires us to indicate or give a check mark, we can either select an X or a check or a line or a dot or something else. And then finally, we have the option that says sign yourself. Okay, so let's just say, for example, we know over here our team name. I'm going to click this. This is going to give the ability to put a little form checkbox here. And let's just say it is the big bear, uh, which is my hometown here. Let's say it's the big bear, uh, um, <laughs> the big bear, uh, cubs, you know, okay. City. Uh, let's just say it's, uh, actually I live, uh, let's say in Fonskin, which is one of our other cities up here, Fonskin CA. 
Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead and put my name. Notice as I'm selecting these options here with the uh, with the tool for text, I actually figures out where there's a line that I probably wanna type there. Okay, so uh, I am Steven M. Yoss. It also creates a history of all the other options you filled out here. Okay, for the sponsor, we're gonna say it's CPE today. You can contact me, Steven M. Yoss, and we'd fill out the rest of this form. Okay, now if we come to a section like here that says, how much would you like to donate? We can go ahead and switch over here to our little X and I'm feeling pretty generous today. So we're gonna go ahead and say 200. Now, if that X is too big or too small, you can just drag this to the appropriate size. Now, lastly, we can go ahead and e-sign this. And so we can go ahead, I've got two signatures here, one for myself, one for my wife, and I can just go ahead and plop my signature down. I'll hit control S and it will go ahead and save this document directly for me, ready to go. So anytime somebody sends me a document, that fill and sign is what I end up using to be able to complete this document. And it just makes it so much simpler than having to print something out and send it. And you just upload your documents um, to, again, whatever email system or portal system the other person has, and that's how you send it back to them. Now, you might wonder, how do you get your signature in there? Well, frankly, it's not that difficult of a process. Uh, all you really need to do is uh, take a white sheet of paper, take a felt marker. Uh, don't use a ballpoint pen. It'll end up being a little too thin. Take a felt marker. And with that felt marker, just go ahead and sign a blank white sheet of paper and then snap a picture of it using Adobe Sign. And you might need to edit it a little bit, you know, crop it down to the appropriate size. And then you can upload your signature to the, um, you can upload your signature to uh, Acrobat here and uh, it'll just be an option. You can choose whatever signature you'd like. So if I wanted to also have my wife sign it as well, I can go ahead and drop her signature in too, okay? and maybe both of us sign it. Okay, I'm not sure who has a more legible signature at this point in time. Now, the other option you can do is that you can also create a form. Okay, and so with a form, what you can do with this is that you can create a document that is repeatable and refreshable. Uh, with respect to the forms, um, you can create a document that can be used to collect information from other people. You can create a static form or an interactive form. Static form is like what I just showed you right here, where, you know, the user uses the fill and sign functionality and, you know, kind of hovers where they'd like to put their name. A dynamic form, you actually create a placeholder for creating the name and it will create a little text box exactly where the name should be. Um, the dynamic form, frankly, is a better option if you're going to do this over and over and over again, you know, um, it's just, it's also going to uh, allow people who don't have the full version of Acrobat to complete your form more easily. Uh, so I personally would recommend for the repeatable forms and the forms you're going to use month in month out, make them dynamic. Now, generally how I end up doing this, um, is that I create everything inside of Microsoft word. And then I let Excel or I let uh, Acrobat kind of recognize the form sections itself. And it's a pretty nifty way of actually creating that document. It'll just go ahead and, and do it automatically for you. Um, now, other options for this is that you can actually scan a form. So you could, for example, also create a document inside of um, uh, whatever tool you want. You could heck, just you know create one on a typewriter if you really wanted to as well. 
and uh, it will go ahead and generate that form automatically for you. Uh, and it does a pretty good job of that in terms of uh, scanning it and kind of recognizing where where that uh, where those form fields should be. Okay, and other options that you can choose to do this as well. Uh, you can create it from blank. So like if you wanted to just create a simple blank document, you can go ahead and do so and automatically, uh, not automatically, but manually generate that uh, document inside of uh, inside of Acrobat. Frankly, you can do that. And that's probably the option a lot of people end up choosing if they've got a lot of complexity inside of uh, inside of their documents. Uh, I've always found that though, to that it is uh, probably best uh, to create these inside of Word. And that's generally what I have personally done and probably what I would recommend most of you do as well. Uh, Word is just frankly simpler, faster, easier, and also gives you a full range of editing, grammar, spell check options, styling options, and more. Uh, and frankly, it's just a, a much easier environment for being able to uh, generate those forms automatically. And then it frankly is fairly automatic when you do put those uh, in here it will just know exactly what to do. So let's go ahead and take a look at how we might generate a form. So we're back here inside of Acrobat and I've got that same sponsorship form. And so let's say this time I am the coach and I want to create a uh, you know form <coughs> that I can send out to the parents and maybe they consider sponsoring their uh, uh, sponsoring their uh, kids soccer team. So what I would traditionally do is I would have like a word file and I would, I would tell you there's a art science to this, you know, you got to think about the data that you want to collect and then also think about the person completing this data. So you might end up going through a couple of iterations until you nail down the exact format and order and style. But again, it's so much simpler to do inside of word. You lay it out, you know, you take word, you put the, the placeholders here. I want a place for name, city, you know, so on and so forth. The donation levels, we would create this inside of word. We would use the Acrobat plugin and save it as a PDF or optionally, we'd just come on over here to save as and save it as a PDF. But this next section to create it into a dynamic form, you got to have the full version of Acrobat. You open the document here, come on over here to the tools section and from that tools, uh, section, you're going to go ahead and select the prepare form. Now the kicker that makes this so simple and easy is this use form field auto detection. Uh, make sure this is on inside of here and it's going to automatically recognize where your form fields are based off of those lines that you've indicated in word. I'm not exactly sure how it does that, but it just seems to know where most of the uh, things that you want people to fill out to be if you turn this option on. And then you might need to clean it up and edit it a little bit, um, which I'll show you here in a second, but it's a pretty darn good with respect to figuring out the form, uh, the fields inside the form that you're choosing to use. Now, optionally over here, you'll see other ways of creating a form. You can scan a form in, you can create a blank form. And now uh, they've even got the option to create a web form too. So if you want to be something people to fill out on the web, you can do it that way as well. Now you optionally can select this e-signature one, uh, and this will put the necessary hooks in place to allow e-signature on this document. Let's go ahead and click start. It's going to go ahead and scan through this here and look, it actually does a fairly good job in terms of figuring out where those checkboxes are and where those, uh, form fields are. Uh, 
Now you might need to add additional options here. Maybe for example, we're gonna put a checkbox over the 200. It didn't pick that up here. We're gonna add another one over here for the 100. Okay, and I'm just doing this quickly. Normally, if this was something for realsies, I would spend a little bit more time, obviously making it look good, but I'm just trying to give you the general gist. Okay, we give those titles. We can come on over here, we can say, you know what? Uh, there's also gonna be the team name. We need to collect that data. We can even give it a name. Likewise, we need one over here for our city. Okay. And we're gonna go ahead and hit the preview button. And this will actually give us the, a fairly pretty robust form that now the user can go ahead and type into even if they don't have the full version of Acrobat, they can now provide that information. So we can go ahead and say it's the Big Bear Cubs. We can say it's in Bond Skin. Okay, we could provide the other information that is needed. And it can even pick up on stuff like this. These are linked and calculated fields. So if you, you put it in one place, you put it in the other. Um, and you might notice, for example, some of the font styling on this could be a little off. All you really have to do is you have to go into each of these settings and under the appearance section, just, you know, kind of spend the time to get the correct font size, the color, uh, so on and so forth. Now, optionally, you can do things like, for example, make certain fields required. You can make certain fields read only. If it's a calculated field, maybe you're doing an order form or more. Uh, you can go ahead and put those options in here as well. Now, the last option of this, which I'm going to go ahead and save for our next episode, um, we'll go ahead and start off with that, is going to be the fact that you can also, check this out right over here, send this out for e-signature, which frankly is fantastic for collecting those documents and getting feedback from people. And in episode three, we'll go ahead and take a look at how and where we might choose to use e-signature for our particular uh, documents. Because I, I could tell you when it comes to disseminating this information, um, e-signatures are really kind of useful because they just make the whole distribution process of sending a form out to get reviewed, filled out and signed so much faster, simpler and easier. So we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like here in our next episode. So stay tuned. Let's go ahead and finish with our final review question. Okay, which Adobe Acrobat tool allows you to easily fill out forms digitally? Okay, so it, the key word here in, I'm gonna say the, uh, the critical piece of this is fill out forms, not create forms. Well, the most correct answer here is gonna be, again, all of the above. You can fill out forms in Adobe Acrobat DC, Adobe Acrobat Pro, Adobe Acrobat Reader, uh, Adobe Acrobat 2020, and more. All of these tools can fill out forms. So the most correct answer here is gonna be all of the above. Each individual answer is correct, but all of the above is the most correct of these answers. Now, when it comes to authoring forms, you're going to need a pro or standard license for Adobe in order to be able to create forms. And that's gonna either be your Adobe Acrobat DC, um, preferably, which is gonna give you the document cloud functionalities, but it's either gonna be Adobe Acrobat Pro or Adobe Acrobat Standard is allowing you to be able to create and author those forms. So today we explored again a further 
deeper dive into Adobe Acrobat. We talked about how Adobe Acrobat integrates with Microsoft Office um, with the standard Office plugin. Also notably, Adobe uh, will also plug into Lotus Notes, AutoCAD, and other tools as well. We talked about some of the different ways that you can create and edit PDFs. And we also talked about how you can use forms um, and how you can use this as a great way to be able to collect information from people um, such as, you know, East, you know, uh, sign up forms, engagement letters, and more. And in our next episode, I'll finish off that section with a, a little bit of discussion on how e-signatures can work inside of Acrobat. So stay tuned. Lots more great content coming your way. Now, if you made it this far, how about you get some credits for your time for today? You can get and earn CPE credits by going to cpetoday.com. Our course code today is ADFP2, but if you just search for Adobe, you'll find this class and you'll complete a short five question quiz and earn a credit for today's class. And in fact, you can make today's class or any other class podcast of your choosing 100% free by using one free podcast at checkout and uh, you can earn a free, free there CPE credit. Now, if you enjoyed our content, you don't need credits, totally okay too. We would love for you to consider uh, connecting with us on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and more as CPE Today. We'd love for you to leave a comment or a question. Uh, really helps us grow our social media following. And if you enjoy our podcast, consider subscribing wherever you happen to receive your content, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Spotify, and more. Uh, please, we'd love a review. It really does help people find the show. Thank you so much for your time and interest today. I'll see you back in the office the next time around for part three, where we take a look at Adobe Acrobat for e-signature and we start to explore some of the other really useful and cool tools inside of Acrobat, such as protection of documents, restricting editing of documents, action wizard, and more. So stay tuned. Lots more great content coming your way. Thanks. Best wishes and good luck.